Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast for Everything is Brand. This week, the team wants to talk a little bit about online commerce and really what it means to talk about whether and how brands can sell online. And the question that we're posing today is, can all brands sell online? Does it apply to every brand? Gabby, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we've seen recent uptake, obviously, in online shops. I've got some stats here to share care of Google. 60% of Canadians have used search to see what is open or closed near them in April. We're seeing a leveling off of e-commerce. E-commerce used to be just for the big giants, the Canadian tires, the Walmarts, the whatever. But it has really, due to the situation leveled off everybody in a sense, right? Everybody is now opening up an online shop and we're seeing small, large players in this field. We've seen a big spike in terms of search interest to buy online. We're now seeing a new term pop up. Can anybody guess what the new term pop up that grew by 70% in one week? Curbside. 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 Yeah. Oh, curbside. Yeah, yeah. When did we ever hear curbside prior to this pandemic hitting? Probably not. In the space of a week, that term grew by 70%, right? Wow. So the, the landscape's really changing for sure, especially in B2C, as we're talking about, retail. And now's the time more than ever, everybody can be online. Yeah. And didn't Shopify just pass RBC as the most valuable Canadian company? Yep. Wow. I believe so. Yeah. I believe Shopify easy to install, set up your online shop has been really helping companies, both small and larger, to set up their online platform and making strides there with their technology as well to improve that that process, to convert, to make it easier for the merchant and the purchaser on both ends. So that works in retail. And a lot of people would say, yeah, that's a good correlation that online sales in retail work perfectly. But if we look at the broader picture, are all brands able to sell online? Is it something that any brand, no matter what they're selling, can go online and offer a storefront? You know, it's interesting you say that because I think that it, it really depends on what you consider selling, right? Typically, people are just automatically connecting. Selling a product online is logical, right? That's easy. And to get this point earlier, some of the latest technology improvements in that are making that a lot easier even for small retailers. But I think that things are starting to shift a little bit where even companies that are, or brands that don't have necessarily just products, are, can they sell solutions online? And that can even cross over to services. Can they actually package certain things and actually use that to sell online? And really, in a way, it's basically like another door into their business, right? So can they somehow attract people when they're searching for whatever it may be, where they are starting to offer other things that are beyond just products? A hair salon, for example, would have products, obviously, but typically those products are sold to people when they walk into the salon and they get their hair done and then they actually purchase the product on their way out. But really, there's nothing stopping them from actually putting those products online. And now it actually opens them up to selling gift cards online, even selling their services online, maybe package those services, maybe into like a gift kind of thing where somebody can actually purchase that together with products and give it as a gift. So it's really kind of rethinking the 
the online buying just away from typical products to now what else can be sold online. And technology is really enabling us to, to kind of lower the, the cost of doing that. And uh, I think that a lot of businesses are going to really start to position that differently. So it's not just about, oh, let me take product A and put it online, but how do I rethink how my presence online is actually working and sales or commerce is, is, is part of that in some way? Exactly. I think that that's a really, really good point. It's, it's not just kind of the transaction anymore. But it's about, like I said earlier, it's kind of like another door into your business, right? Like it may actually broaden your audience by allowing people to actually connect with your business at that level. And whether they physically come in at uh, the later date or they just interact with you online, you just widened your scope. Yeah. And I guess to your point, it's easier for a product selling company to transform into an online store, right? But for service companies, how can they transform? How can they start selling online? A couple of days ago, I saw quite an interesting example of that. You know those places where you take your kids to jump on trampolines? All of those are closed, right? But I saw, I don't remember the company name, but it was interesting because instead of just closing and hoping to open again, they partnered up with an online learning platform and they were creating activities for kids. Because basically what's happening with kids right now, yeah, they are attending school classes one or two hours a day. But the rest of the day, they're basically doing nothing or playing video games and stuff like that. So they, they did partner up with an e-learning platform and they started creating physical activities for kids similar to what some gyms or fitness companies are doing. So, so I think that's interesting. It's, we're going back to that whole pivoting thing and finding new ways to, to generate businesses, right? It's quite important. And one of the key things that comes out of that is of thinking of new ways and new things to sell. So the, the trampolines are quite irrelevant. So their of whole course. business was built around the, these trampolines. The trampolines are not even part of that picture in what they're trying to do online. So sometimes yeah. it's not even just pivoting, it's rethinking what it is that you're actually going to sell and, and how you're going to offer that in a more online type of environment. Exactly. I think you need to think about it from what's called an omni-channel perspective, right? Omni-channel meaning different ways or method of shopping available, whether it be online, whether it be in a physical store, whether it be by phone, whether it be any other way. At the end of the day, the, the premise is to think about selling, right? And to think about selling in all of these scenarios, not just one scenario. Unfortunately, this pandemic has forced us to think about selling in various fashions, right? But I yeah. think going forward, any business, retail or otherwise, needs to be thinking about that omni-channel perspective, right? Yeah. All, all avenues, not just one, not just the physical store. Yeah, so let me throw out an idea. Is there or are there some brands where we should just say to them, don't sell online? Like you're, that is not what your business is good at. And you should really just hunker down and wait for this to all be over and go back to business as usual. What would you say to that way of thinking? Because I, I'm sure that there are some brands out there who are saying, you know what, this doesn't really work for us. So we're not going to go down this road. But are they not taking advantage of what's going on? Or are they missing out on really what could become the new reality going forward from here. Do you want to be open for business or do you yeah. want to be closed for business? 
that's the question. Well, if you have a business, then you obviously want to be open for business, which means that in some capacity, you need to be online and you need to be, obviously you're selling something in order to be a business. So absolutely, you need to be online. You need to have that presence. You know, I was thinking about what, as you were asking this question, okay, well, you know, what about the dude who, who, who does the snow plowing business? Well, he's not snow plowing in the summertime, but there's still stuff that he could be doing online in the summertime. He could be lining up the clients for the wintertime, vice versa with the landscapers, right? There's still services, often landscapers and snow plowers work together. So, but anyways, um, but there's still, you know, lead gen services that you could be providing during off peak times. You know, it's interesting, actually, you brought up uh, that example of, you know, wintertime work. Uh, right now, it's springtime. And of course, like gardening, a lot of people are doing it. Garden centers, uh, stores like that, are, this is really their time to, to do the majority of their business. And I actually went online, I kind of wanted to search for some of the businesses, local businesses, when they're open and all of that, because of what's going on, I figured they may have different hours. I was surprised at how many of them have a very, very poor experience, or I would even say presence online. And uh, they are not even thinking about online shopping. They're not even updating their information to the point where one major garden center, I don't even know they're actually officially open because it actually says closed, yet I just assume that they're actually open, but somehow they're not updating that. So it, I find it very interesting that with what's going on right now, they're actually not pushing online. And I well, think the businesses like that will suffer in the future because I think I, that they, this will change how people think about online shopping. I think that's, that's as a result of government legislation and not knowing whether they could open up their business or not. And all of a sudden getting mandated that, yes, you can open up your business. Traditionally, garden centers, again, have not been a place for online. And so I think that's just bad timing all around, right? First of all, they've got a lot of SKUs to get up there. They don't even know the inventory that they're potentially getting in the issues around that. I think that's a whole gamut. However, sure, you can't get your online shop up fast enough. Although these days we can turn around Shopify stores in a couple of days. Maybe you're not opening up with all 3000 SKUs that you have. Maybe just some of the higher end select SKUs that you know your inventory on or whatever. There's always ways around it. But let's not forget about the rest of the channels that you have online as well. You've got social, right? Uh, you've got email. Uh, you've got your website, all of those vehicles are communication vehicles to your public, right? And you can use any of them to say, hi, we're open, like Google my business, mm -hmm. change your hours, make a post there, put your new hours, say that you're open, give them an update as to we're waiting on legislation, whatever the, the situation is, especially it's about communicating out to the public. I'm sorry, just to chime in there. I think but part of the problem is, is what you're saying exactly, there's so many things, I think it becomes overwhelming for people. Oh yeah. Like I think that part of the problem is, is there are so many channels, there's so many things they could be doing. It's and, overwhelming. And, yeah, and to go back to Marco's point too, I think, you know, the reason they're probably not updating their stuff online is because they're so busy in the stores, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're, they're getting the stock on the shelves, they're dealing with the people lighting up right now, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. that those little things online, end up falling by the wayside. And I think True. I think what we're really talking about here is that what's happening and what, we, what we're seeing with all of this is that people aren't 
aren't necessarily proactive. They're not doing this stuff beforehand. They're doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's not preparing for, like a lot of people are adjusting now because they hadn't done it before, right? Yeah. And so we yeah. keep, and that's part of the problem is like people aren't looking to the future. They're dealing with the now, right? Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's, that's the online yeah. world that we live in, right? People deal in the now. They don't deal six we, months ahead or five steps ahead. Yeah. For sure. We need to be in a position right now to be forecasting or thinking, at least as we're still in this kind of pandemic-y world and things are still somewhat closed, open, transitioning, whatever. We need to be thinking about what people are going to be needing a month from now. But I think that the other point that, and I think that Jeremy, uh, you bring up a really good point about being overwhelmed and, and all of that, especially kind of in the middle of all of this. And I think that a lot of businesses don't realize and a lot of like brands in general don't realize that it's actually a lot easier to set up your online e-commerce presence or whatever you want to call it than five years ago even. That would be a lot more costly and a lot more challenging. That's, it's very different now. And I think that a lot of those brands are not quite aware of that, that the world's really changed in that space. And it's a lot cheaper and a lot faster. Yeah, but I think it still comes back to being overwhelmed. Like, yes, it's easier, but there's so many things people kind of don't know which ones to go. And like, generally, when people are overwhelmed, they just kind of step away from it, right? It's the reaction is not to embrace it, it's kind of to go the other way. And I think that, you know, that's where they need, that's where I think people need help is like, from from agencies like us, it's like, they need to come to us and say, okay, well, I need to be online, what things do I need to do to be online? Because that's the real challenge. There's so many, like, which social channels do I need to be on? Do I need to be on Google, my business? Do I need to be over here? Do I need to be over there? Like, and it's like, wow, Jeremy, you're bringing up a really strong way of thinking. And that is a lot of people have said to me in the past, well, I don't really need help with my website because I can use a tool like Squarespace, or I don't really need help with my online store because I can go into Shopify. I don't really need help with my social because I can go up and set it up on Facebook or use Hootsuite or whatever it might be. Yes, there are tons of tools out there, but I think you're bringing up something that is really integral to this entire discussion. And that is that it's not the tools that make you a good company able to sell online. What makes you a good company able to sell online is the thinking that goes with it and the ability to look at all of the things that may be possible or could be possible. But if you're jumping right into building your Shopify store onto your Squarespace website, all of a sudden now you're in the trenches and that can be more overwhelming than anything. Where is that thinking? Where is that thinking to say, I'm a seasonal business and I have to think about different ways that I can sell online. Where is that thinking that says, I've traditionally provided a service and now I have to transition that to an online world where I'm trying to make money or, or, or do commerce in a situation where I'm a very already a very physical business like the trampoline business, Christian. Mm-hmm. It's really that thinking that is really difficult to get. And I think that that's what overwhelms people, Jeremy. I think that's what why people are feeling that that need or, or even the garden centers. It's like, well, we have a thousand SKUs. How am I ever going to get that online? Well, let's maybe not think about that. Let's think about for the next three months, you're going to focus on on your top 10 products because chances are, if you're in a garden center, a good portion of your revenue probably comes from about between 10 and 20 SKUs. So it doesn't really matter what you have beyond that. So let's not worry about that kind of thing. But it's that, it's that 
overarching thinking. It's that big thinking that ultimately is where we can add value to help organizations understand how they can sell online. The interesting thing is that the data is showing us that now is the best time to be online. We've got uh, Ipsos uh, research from April 16th to the 19th, over 25% of consumers tried a new brand or product because their regular brand wasn't available for some reason, right? So now's the time. Now's the time for those number two, number three, number whatever, number 50, smaller around the corner shops to really shine and make a dent in the market. It is a even playing field right now. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to do both. It's hard to sort of plan for being online and get online fast at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think to Brad's point, it's like, it's kind of like thinking about just getting there. How do you get there? How do you get there that makes sense for you, but get there quickly? You don't necessarily have to go all the way and get everything done right mm -hmm. out of the gate. It's more yeah. important to kind of build a strong foundation and then be able to build on top of that. And I, and I think that that's exactly the way that people need to approach this stuff is kind of like, take a step back. What is your overarching plan? You know, where do you want to be? at some point, but how do you get first stage of that online? So at least you have yeah. a presence in what, this, because time is what crucial. What do you think right consumers now? will need a month from now yeah. out of your products or whatever, right? Right. But that, we're talking B2C here. I think B2B is a different, different beast altogether. And there it requires a little bit more pivoting and creative thinking. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe what we can do is, um, you know, next week we can talk more specifically about B2B because there are different challenges and different things that will be required uh, from that. Uh, but, but sticking on the B2C side of it, I guess my last question to the group is what are kind of the top three things that you think these organizations should do? I mean, if people are feeling overwhelmed, if people are more service-based, if people have had physical businesses in the past, in your mind, what are the top three things that they could be doing? So if we can narrow it down for them a little bit so that they're not feeling overwhelmed, Jeremy, what, what advice can we give them about the top three things to do right now to make sure that they're taking advantage of this online opportunity? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, it, definitely the number one thing is to have a presence online, is to, is to at least get something online. That would be the first one, like get yep. up a landing page, something, get into my, Google My Business, but at least let people know you exist. Um, yep. I think that that's a really important one. That, that's where I would start anyway. Mine would be start small, start small. Once you've start, once you've got online, start small. Start with just a few products. Don't need to have the whole entire inventory online. Yeah, the one thing that I would add to that is even though there are a lot of tools and a lot of, you know, you can do it yourself kind of situations, really think about where you want to be a year from now, two years from now in terms of building up your presence, because uh, you may be able to start using a small tool by yourself. And that may be the right uh, approach if you're a small business. Uh, but if you want to grow that, you may want to look for professional help. Even if budget is an issue, especially during these times, you want to start small but really kind of think about where do you actually want to be and, and plan for that at the very beginning. Yeah, I'm going to sort of jump on top of that a little bit too, because I think that part of what it is, is kind of figure out what you want to do first, figure out your messaging, figure out before you pick your tool, figure out what you want to do, because there are so many tools out there. It, it really, if you know what you want to do, it makes choosing the right tool that much easier. So I just, I want to put that out there as well. 
Yeah. And I would add one more. I know that that would be the fourth one. But (laughs) 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 anyway, I, I would say be relevant and be pertinent. People are having a hard time, right? So the the most successful online businesses right now are the ones that are thinking about their customers, about their audience and the hardships that they're going through, right? For example, free shipping, that's a big hit because obviously uh, that impacts a lot of people that adds on top of the price of the product. So, so be relevant in that sense. And think yeah. of what they need. Think about yeah. what they need right now. Think about what they're going to need a month from now and and help them that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I think what it comes down to is that, you know, brand building during this period of time and and moving online in a more significant way is no different than brand building any other time. And that is to really understand who you are and what you're offering. And a way to kind of break it down for everybody is that if you really decide what your presence is going to be and what message you want to get out there, do that first. Start small. Don't try and bite off more than you can chew right out of the gate. Really understand what can you focus on so that it doesn't become overwhelming to both you and to your potential customer. So that's a huge piece of it. Understand where you want to go with it. So do what you need to do now, but where are you going to go with that? And and if you do come up with ideas now, what is the longer term strategy that you can have for bringing your brand online and and even doing business online? And then for the bonus idea uh, that Christian brought up, Mm -hmm. that is be relevant. And that is such an important one at any time, whether it's now or in the future. Making sure that your brand is relevant to the end consumer is really probably one of the most important things because otherwise you're just operating in a vacuum and you're not being any um, help to anyone. So so that's a way that people can really um, get themselves ready to be online, to do commerce online, to sell online. And really it applies to any brand. Uh, you know, that's a very consumer-based view. So let's Uh, Next week, let's talk a little bit more about how that can apply to uh, business to business selling, uh, because I think that that's a really relevant one as well. But that's it for this week. Uh, Join us again next week. We're going to focus on B2B and how you can sell online with B2B customers and clients. Tune in then. And remember, everything is brand.